All right. Hey, Russell. Hey, Sean. We're back. We are. Episode two of our series on social justice. Yeah. First one, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about definitions. Yeah. And we, we didn't even define anything. No, we didn't. We just said that one of the biggest problems in this conversation is that we don't have shared definitions. Yeah. And uh, we gave some examples of just how dramatically different certain terms that are really commonly used in Mm -hmm. these discussions uh, can be when they're implemented by people who have different views on the meanings of those terms. So for example, racism, sure. We pointed out that you can have one definition of racism that's way over here Mm -hmm. and another that's way over here. Uh, And we, we agree that there's probably a lot of in between there. Sure. But if you have two people talking to each other about racism and they're on opposite ends Mm -hmm. of the spectrum in terms of how to define that term. Yeah meaningful discussion is not going to happen yeah some other words that we talked about that we don't necessarily agree on uh i don't remember any church church yeah there it is uh Uh, mission mission yeah in in a dozen more yeah yeah so we've basically covered that and and i actually saw some of the comments from viewers who watched that episode or listened to the podcast and they even misunderstood what we were doing yeah. and thought we were, you were giving your definition of racism and I was disagreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, we've tried not in any way to show our hand here. Um, and we're actually just giving examples of things people might think. Yeah, that's right. So we're really just trying to do a survey of potential definitions just to illustrate that divergence. Yeah. Uh, we're trying really hard not to give our opinion yet. Initially, yeah. Initially, we yeah. will. We will. We'll get to that. Yeah. But we're just trying to lay the groundwork for why this is a difficult conversation and doing a lot of the stuff up front that's necessary to keep people from misunderstanding us when we do give our opinions. Sorry, you're already boring me to sleep with all this preliminary stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. It'll get exciting. Yeah, sorry. Okay. But that, I mean, that's probably what's happening at home right now. People are listening to us talk about boring preliminary, setting the parameters, talking about careful thinking, and it's, it's not very exciting. Careful, wise well, communication. Trying to be. Trying to be. Trying to be wise. Yeah. Careful, trying to be wise communication on controversial subjects yeah. is not entertaining. Mm-hmm. No. It's, uh, it's, we would have a whole lot more engagement and probably a whole lot more interest in this type of podcast if we would just charge right in head sure, first and sure. take a stance uh, and probably be really misunderstood and probably say things we didn't necessarily mean yeah. or come across the wrong way. Yeah. And it's important to remember that we're pastors. Yeah. So our heart here is, is not to gain a social media following. It's not to raise a banner for a particular camp. Our heart in this is to help our fellow Christians think well about these controversies that are very much a part of our lives today in 2018 and things that members of our own congregation may think and feel very differently about. Sure. And so we would rather have 10 people helped to think very carefully through these issues than have a hundred people entertained. Yeah, that's right. We're not trying to entertain. We're trying to equip. Oh, I like that. And that's alliteration friends. That is how you do it. Would you believe that was just right there Sally at the top of the hill? seashells. Down by the seashore. Okay. Uh, here we go. All right. So today we're going to do, we're going to double down on our boring episode and do a part two. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the problems uh, that go along with having shared definitions. Jump right in. All right. Uh, problem number one. <clears throat> I've got to look at my notes. Dictionaries. Dic- Hard to problem find. Problem number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. English isn't a dead language. Okay. So 
a word that YOLO. Might, YOLO. New word. Didn't exist when I was in high school. Yeah, that's right. Now it's in the dictionary. Now it's no longer even cool to say. No, so I'm not. showing how culturally yeah. uh, relevant I am. That would have been a good example five years ago, right? Now it would be drip. Oh, wow. Yeah, drip. You don't know about that. No, okay. I don't. Um, so words may have a particular meaning in one time and they may have a very different meaning in another time, right? That's one of the things that I bring up when we talk about uh, cursing, right? Whether, you know, whether Christians should or shouldn't curse. One of the things that's important to keep in mind there is that, you know, a word composed of certain letters in the English language isn't necessarily offensive to God, right? It's the idea that it communicates. And one word with four letters may communicate one idea at one time and a different idea 50 years later. What's profane to one generation may be clean and what's clean may become profane. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, that's it. There's not really a whole lot more to say there. It's just that words. So racism, for example, right? Racism could have meant something to your great grandparents that it doesn't mean to your children or won't mean to your children when they're thinking about racism. And it may just be that the term has come to mean something else in the English language. Okay. And so I think, I agree with you, I think one of the ways we can waste our time and get into really unnecessary uh, controversies is trying to argue about what a word should mean. Right. Uh, Because as you said... Maybe. Well... Because certain words like church matter so i agree so yeah but go ahead but i think a a more careful and an easier way to get around this is to say what do you mean by racism sure sure, and then i'll say what i mean by racism and as long as we understand that those might be different things then we can move forward in the conversation absolutely um and so but i do think you're right i do think words do change in meaning and as christians when we enter into these conversations we obviously have to have a standard yeah, and that's, that's right. where you're going to go, right? Well, yeah, but before we even get there, it, we should we should note that certain words we should be happy to kind of let them take on a life of their own and just kind of you know ebb and flow with the way language changes. But there are other words that we should not give up. Gospel, that, gospel. That's right. You know, um, that even even if like church comes to mean something different in English in a new generation. Now, that's a biblical word. Right. We need to try to fight to preserve that word and push back against that change. So, right. But there are other words that maybe not. Right. Okay. Uh, number two. Ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. When it comes to defining things, we or you know, when it comes to understanding particular words, uh, we tend to intuit more than define. Hmm. So here's what I mean. Let's use the example of the word justice. Okay. Okay. Most people have a natural intuition about what is and isn't just. Okay. That intuition may be completely out of whack. It may be completely misaligned with what God understands justice to be, what God tells us that justice is. Okay. So we talked last time about justice being equality of process versus equality of outcome. We didn't say where we land on it, right? But it, it could be that our natural intuition is to understand justice as equality of outcome. So justice is, I think, in my heart, where I feel all my feelings, justice is when everybody has everything exactly the same. Same amount of education, same mm-hmm. amount of health, same amount of uh, income, etc. right? And you may not be walking around with that definition in the front of your brain. Right. You You're, may not articulate it you that You just way. look at situations that are not... That's right. 
equal in distribution and material goods and sure, education sure. and say this is unjust because I feel that it's unjust. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And what I want to, the reason why I'm bringing this up is I think so often, especially guys like us, we think that we can have a conversation with someone and try to just kind of help them fix their definitions, but it's not a thinking problem. Hmm. It's, it's a, it's a head and heart problem, right? When, when people have uh, misunderstandings of certain things. So when you start these, these interactions with people who you may disagree with, step one is getting often getting the person you're talking to, to define their own terms. That's right. To think about, well, how am I defining, how am I using the word justice Yeah. and put some form to that. And then if you're a Christian and you're talking with a Christian is helping them calibrate their understanding the, the way they naturally intuit certain ideas with with God's understanding right mm -hmm. what he's communicated in his word right so we say we're Christians we believe the Bible it's sufficient and that means that if 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 I have a notion of fairness that comes into contact with God's notion of fairness and mine is wrong it needs to change we can use another example love mm -hmm. okay I have a natural intuition about what love is because I'm Sean, I'm 32 years old, I've grown up in America, you know, with kind of this Americana Christian folk religion mixed with secularism and pluralism. And all of that has combined in my own personal experiences, have combined even the English language and the way that it works, all of that has worked together to create a natural understanding of love. So when I use, when you use the word love, I may intuit you to mean something that you don't mean at all. Right. So now what I need to do is go to God's word mm -hmm. and see if that lines up with what he says love is. Mm -hmm. Love to me can never mean that somebody goes to hell. Well, what does God say love is? Right. Right. And that may, that may stand in opposition to my natural intuition. Yeah. And uh, hopefully as Christians, as we're seeking to persuade people, non-Christians or our fellow brothers and sisters, um, we, we, we have... Uh, we have more to the art of persuasion than just hitting people with knowledge, with with facts, with data. Right. Um, the Oz Guinness has a book called The Art of Persuasion. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I want to like it because like my mentor loves it, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's okay. Mm. But one of the things that he does well in there is he talks about the lost art of persuasion. And one of the things that we need to do better as Christians isn't just hit people with more data, right? Not just try to like reason, help people reason, but help them to intuit better. Hmm. And that's maybe a conversation for another day. Okay. Any more thoughts on that, Russell? No, let's move on. I really should have this written down on a piece of paper, <laughs> but I can't and I won't. Um, yeah, this is actually, this, this third point is kind of directed at you, the listener. Hmm. Viewer. And viewer. And listener. And or viewer. Yeah. You may be tempted as you hear us move through these uh, coming episodes on social justice. You may be tempted to hear us say something and go, ah, they're with the MacArthur camp or ah, they're with Tabidi. I know, you know, he's he's Keller this or Wilson that. How do we feel about that, Russell? Uh, I would encourage listeners and viewers to not throw us into any camp. Sure. And be uh, willing to hear us in such a way that they're not trying to find out which side of a specific divide we land on. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think we do, for one. Uh, and we may in some areas and not in other areas. But yeah. I just generally think that that kind of factionalism is really unhelpful yeah. in this discussion. 
And so I want to try and avoid it. Yeah. I mean, it really goes out. It, it grows out of the, I'm hesitant to say this. I don't want to say that we're more tribal in America now than ever or whatever, but we are extremely tribal. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So if I'm conservative, I might feel like I have to politically have all of my ducks in a row with the Republican party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if you look at the state of the Republican party, Wah, wah, <laughs> right, wah. right, and I may have tipped my hand there, right? <laughs> but I mean, that's even a good example. So politically, I think we're both fairly conservative in many ways. Yep. But we'd also be liberal in a few ways, right? Um, and we don't fit really neatly into any camp. And that's not because we think that we found the happy medium that we think you know we're we're beyond it all. Mm-hmm. It's just because care- careful thinking rarely leads you to be able to fit perfectly in one tribe. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, and that's not to say people who are you know, over here solidly on this side of sure. the issue aren't careful thinkers. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a tendency in, in the, the world at large, a lot of evangelical Christians on this issue haven't thought carefully through these True. issues and are just kind of going with the group that sounds like what they already think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's what we need to be careful about. Yeah, absolutely. So if you listen to this whole podcast and you disagree with everything we ultimately end up saying and you're solidly on the other side or or you agree with everything we say— as long as you've thought carefully through it and looked at the Bible and what the Bible says about right. what we're saying, that's okay. Yeah. But I, I think we just want to avoid the aligning with one side or the other without carefully thinking through definitions and terms and Absolutely. data. Yeah. And, and there's a biblical aspect of this too. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, Paul is addressing the factionalism that had arisen in the church at Corinth, right? Mm-hmm. And people were lining up behind Paul. People were lining up behind Apollo. Some people were even you know, behind Cephas, behind Jesus, the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Those are the people who really were above it all. Yeah. Um, and, and that is very much happening in modern evangelicalism, right? As yeah. these debates rise to the fore, people are kind of picking sides. So one thing to remember is that we are having a conversation here between Christians. Yeah. Uh, on an issue, on the social justice issue is something that the whole world is discussing. Mm-hmm. So conservatives and liberals and... Uh, unbelievers yeah. are all talking about this, but ultimately, if there's an unbeliever who agrees with me on these issues, agrees with my politics and my views on social justice, I still have less in common with him right. than I do with the believer who disagrees with me right. on all those things. Yeah, that's and right. that's important to keep uh, in mind as we continue this discussion. Yeah, so we're we're on the same team here, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that you saw in kind of you may have seen in the last episode, but you're certainly going to see in future episodes is us trying to practice the Aristotelian mean, you know what I'm talking about? The The golden golden mean. mean. Yes. So not the golden meme. No, you already had that and it went viral, baby. Uh, yeah, we got like 17 new followers from that. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of likes and shares and 12 people now listen to the podcast. There it is, baby. (laughs) Um, Let's keep pouring funds into that (laughs) meme development. (laughs) Yes. Also, if you want to support us in our memes, please send your checks to... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Halfway Mm. kidding. So, yeah, the Aristotelian mean, the golden mean, you know, we're going to posit one end of an argument way over here, another end of the argument way over here, and we're going to try to place ourselves and our thoughts in the happy medium. That doesn't mean that we don't ever think that truth ever resides extremely far to the left or extremely far to the right. Right. Yep. So like, I, I'm not a fan of three point Calvinists, you know, four point Calvinists. I, I think that the full, I mean, 
I think you should probably be a six point Calvinist double predestination. You know, I think that's where the evidence of scripture leads you and I'm okay with it taking us there. Mm -hmm. But even when you find something that seems like it's extremely on one side, you can even push it a little bit further. Always. Yeah. Always. So eternal justification in in that example. Or to, or to say anyone who's not a six point Calvinist is a heretic. Sure. Unsaved. That's right. So you can push it way. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing. We're going to be putting things on polar opposite ends of a spectrum and trying to place the truth in the middle just to help clarify things for you as you listen and watch. Yep. I think that's all I got. All right. So the next episode, we're going to get into this. Mm. Uh, If you haven't listened to these episodes in order, highly recommend it. Um, The previous episode is really good. Again, probably not super exciting, but really good foundational stuff that we all need to be aware of if we're going to be talking to other Christians about these issues. Yeah. So tune in. Yep. Book recommendation. What is the mission of the church again? It's worth repeating. Yeah. Such it's, a good book. Yeah. Listen to us. We're not, we're not, have we ever led you astray? Not once. I don't think it's happened yet. Not in the years we've been doing this. So it's because we edit out all <laughs> the errors where we lead you astray. Yes, we do. <laughs> all right. Thanks all right. for listening and we'll catch you next time.